Welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge world views that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations, yeah. Welcome to the modern reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. The boys Wayne in the building, right back in here. Another Tuesday, super excited as always. Becoming the speakers to your earbuds where you listen to the bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And like I do every week, I like to start the show off by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for tuning into the bar and sharing the bar and telling people about the bar. I'm just super humbled every time I get a, a review or every time someone shares the content. Um, we're just grateful to God and it's all for his glory. And like I do every week, I bring you an awesome guest. And uh, this awesome guest, we had a hard time getting on the phone. And as my faithful listeners can tell, I'm actually not at my microphone at the moment. But we were able to work it out by God's grace. And I have on none other than my brother, Kenny. How you doing, man? I'm doing really well, man. I appreciate the time and opportunity to come on and, and talk with you. Yeah, man. You you know, you're doing me a favor. I reached out on Twitter. Said, hey, anybody want to be on the show? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and it worked, man, because uh, my I used to have a guy to edit my podcast. Uh, his job switched on him, and he had to actually go into the office. And during that time, my database had was, was low, and I didn't have a lot of you know, podcast in the hopper. And so I appreciate you uh, connected with me and, and us getting together, brother. So for those that don't know who you are, man, I'm going to give you the floor to introduce yourself, share anything you like to share, personal, professional. You got the floor to do that right here. Well, thanks. Yeah. So I am the executive pastor or associate pastor here at Capital Community Church in Raleigh. And we are Right downtown Raleigh, and I always like to tell people in a funny way, if you know where the Krispy Kreme is in downtown, we are not even a half a mile from there. And so I serve with Grant Castleberry, who's our senior pastor here at Capitol. And Grant, I think, was on with you earlier this summer. and or Yep. Uh, yep. I think, yeah, or fall. I think summer or fall. And, um, and so I've been here at Capitol. Uh, you'll like this. I've been on at Capitol – March 1, 2020. So I was here for two weeks wow. and then the pan- yeah, and then the pandemic happened. And so, mm. yeah, but you know what? That's at God's providence. That's when he wanted me to start. And so I am married to my beautiful bride, Catherine, and we have been married 10 years this past November. And we've got three girls who are six, three, and one. And so I like to tell people, I live with four women, so that means when I come home, I don't have to, uh, all my decisions are made for me, and, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a bunch of girls tell me what to do all day, so, but uh, anyway, all jokes aside, no, I, I've got a beautiful, beautiful family, beautiful girls, and it's been, yeah, even though I was, I was, saying, I was saying a second ago that I, I started two weeks before the pandemic, nonetheless, it's been an immense truly one of the greatest gifts of my life to be able to serve Christ's church 
and to be able to serve here at Capitol alongside Grant and our faithful members of Capitol. And yeah, I, I did start in the pandemic, but I look back on it and realize that, you know, it was a really, it was a good opportunity for, you know, me to be able to work with our staff at the time in a, you know, close way and to be able to, you know, really just be able to dig my teeth in, you know, as we were shut down like everybody else was and to be able to learn the role as best as I can. Gotta be quiet, I'm gonna call. <laughs> yeah, man, that that is really interesting because I think, you know, self, um, that you know, we never had to talk about before, you know. Um, how you adjust to that and how you, you know, um how do you, you know, community with all that going on. So but before I get into help, because I like the backstory, man, Terry, on before you got to Capitol and, uh, you know, story or give, give me the backstory, man. Yeah, I um, I was blessed to grow up in here in North Carolina, and I had two loving parents, and my mom really was the the one who very much to Timothy, you know, and Paul encourages Timothy of his mother and his grandmother. You know, my mom really was the, the, the really the God-centered influence in my life when I was young. And through my mom at a, about eight or nine years old, I understood the gospel and came to faith in Christ. And sadly, you know, Dwayne, like a lot of guys, you know, when I went to college, I did walk away for a little while from the Lord and wasn't active in the church. And it was there my senior year in college that I was really wrestling with what's next, what's the future like, you know, as a lot of people do in college or, you know, or, or big seasons of change. And I didn't really know what was going to be in store. And so I, I really do believe that it was at that time where I realized, you know, Christ had saved me. He had delivered me from the dominion and darkness and had really ushered me into the kingdom and I recommitted my life with Christ. And and that's where, at that time, I was wrestling with, you know, what do I do? What's next? And so I went to seminary, and I had the opportunity of uh, working at Southeastern Seminary at the same time. And so I worked for the seminary for a few years, which was a blessing. And then it was, you know, I thought ministry was going to be my next, you know, whether it was peer church ministry or continuing to work for, you know, higher education, Christian higher education. But it was at that time when the Lord actually took me out of ministry. And I went and worked for a bank here in Raleigh. And which offers a little bit of a different, you know, career, so to speak, for me versus maybe some other guys in ministry. But I ended up working for um, a bank here in Raleigh for a number of years and loved it. And I went to school to, I always wanted to be in finance and wanted to do something in, you know, that role of financial planning or um, being an investment analyst or or something in that, in that role. And so I was blessed even in undergrad to be able to do an internship with this same bank and made some connections. And that's the bank I worked for, uh, for just for a number of years. And, 
you know, it was at that time that I, even at the bank, I loved it. I really did. I, it wasn't, you know, people always say, you know, why the Lord sends you there. Honestly, it was, those years were a great opportunity for the Lord to prepare me for church ministry. And I learned a lot, great colleagues, great experience. And back in 2019, Grant had just gotten to Capitol and we had a pastor who was retiring and he needed an associate and an executive pastor. And so Grant, you know, came to me and said, hey, would you serve? And and I prayed about it with Catherine for a few months and felt the Lord calling me into full-time pastoral ministry. And so it's been, um, you know, honestly, man, like I said a second ago, it's been the, one of the blessing, greatest blessings of my life. But I do thank God for giving me those years of not working for a church, but working for a seminary, working for a bank, um, having some other mm. opportunities to, to prepare me and to help on the administrative and operation side of of the ministry here at Capitol. Wow. So what I want you to do right here, brother, is talk about that experience, man, because the the pandemic is, is so real time, man. You came in and you in the middle right when the pandemic hit man um talk about the adjustment how you guys had to uh just rethink church you know in in general man because i have a lot of local pastors that listen and i always like to take advantage when i have someone on to share you know kind of their thoughts their experience and because i always get a lot of really good feedback whenever um i take time to do that man so uh get into that a little bit man just how you approached it how you and grant handled uh something that was you know brand new we have no point of reference uh when it comes to how to navigate that when it comes to the local church man so talk about that a little bit yeah i mean like everybody and whether church or or business you know everybody shut down that march of 2020 and we capital technically shut down i guess that first or second week in march and we didn't reopen till August 1. And so we were down uh, just over four and a half months and of uh, not meeting in person. And, you know, through that time, you know, we, like everybody, we had some challenges within our church and not meeting. And, you know, I look back on it and, you know, we were, every Sunday the staff was showing up and we were doing as best as we could in online service. And, you know, I, those first few months, you know, we didn't have the technology like we needed. We were doing everything on an iPhone, which I look back on and go, wow, <laughs> it's amazing that worked. But it did. And so, yeah, it did. And so, and, but I'll, you know, with Grant and I, once I'll say this, and as well as our elders, it didn't take long for us to realize that online church is not church and the body of Christ needs to be together. Now, I, I don't want to shortchange the pandemic because, you know, we had people in our congregation that were, you know, did have some illnesses and could not make it. And that is totally fine. But we realized that we needed to get to, to be together. And it, the late summer, into July, we started plan praying and planning, okay, what does it look like to be back in person? And because 
the thing that the mission here at Capital is, and Grant probably said this to you when he when he was on your podcast a couple of months ago, but you know our vision here at Capital is to be a people awakened to a holy God, and in order for us to for our people to see how glorious and how holy our God is, people need to hear the preached word of God and the gathering of the saints and to be able to sing the songs together in person. And so we realized, like everybody, there was going to be an element of online and in person. And so when we committed to that August date, you know, we had to we had to do a lot of pivots, you know, of catering to both audiences. And so we did. And, you know, it wasn't perfect, but I will say that that first Sunday, there was like, Dwayne, it was, it was a little like a presence of the Lord of the gathering mm. together. It was just like palatable. You could feel it of what it meant to come back and see one another's faces and, and to be able to talk, not on the phone or FaceTime, but actually talk to somebody face to face. And, and it was there that it really was like an avalanche that we realized that we had to do everything in our power to keep the church open. And, and so, yeah, we had to, as the, you know, the guy who kind of runs the operation side, you know, we had to, you know, pivot on what it would look like for our, um, our life classes, which is, you know, how we do here at Capitol, our, our groups coming together, Bible studies, men and women's Bible studies, kids, you know, all that stuff. We had to, man, I feel like it was just nothing but a moving target because you're moving with, you know, people get COVID. People don't want to volunteer. People right. don't want to teach. Masks, no masks, all those different dynamics. And so, man, by God's grace, you know, we, I felt like those first couple of months of reopening, we balanced really well. And all glory goes to him, to God, because if it wasn't for us hitting our face daily and going mm-hmm. to him in prayer and, and literally just going, all right, Lord, what do we do here? <laughs> because you'd have a Bible study, mm-hmm. you know how these things are, they'll cancel on you. Like, right, and you know, we say, you know, I, I got you, I got so used to you'd be driving a Bible study and 15 minutes before study, hey, I got exposed. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, where, you know, you're preparing for 30 people and next you know it, five show up. And right. so, but you know what, through that, it humbled us to realize Hey man, who God brings the fruit and God brings the harvest and we're going to be faithful. And no matter what happens, we're going to, you know, for Grant to continue to preach the lights out and uh, for us and our ministries to continue, you know, serving the people, the word of God and for us, you know, to see his holiness and, um, it wasn't perfect, but I feel like we got momentum going from there. And, you know, we've been trying to do our best since then. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. I mean, just it's like you said, everybody dealt with it uh, in some shape, form or fashion. And um, and just hearing, you know, the perseverance and and uh, you almost took me back to my Pentecostal days. You're talking about feeling the presence <laughs> of God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but no, man, I, I, I totally understand what, what you mean. Um, and, and just, uh, just 
knowing the necessity of, of gathering, man, uh, is just something that I think we've learned just as American Christians, you know, uh, it's something that we've, we, we took for granted, you know, uh, and, yeah, and, and, and we definitely now see the value of that bro. So I appreciate you sharing that. So right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Thankful Homemaker is a blog and podcast created to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. Thankful Homemaker provides truth-filled, gospel-driven encouragement to homemakers who amid their ordinary days desire to honor and glorify God in all things. Come visit thankfulhomemaker.com for the latest articles and podcasts. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on your favorite podcast catcher. So ladies, pop in your headphones as you're doing dishes, cooking dinner, or folding laundry, and sit with me, host Marcy Farrell, as we chat together on how God's Word impacts everything we do as Christian women. All right, we're back in here with my brother Kenny, man. This is the part of the show where I ask the signature bar questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests, whoever comes on, whether it's Grant or uh, Steve Lawson or whoever, they all get these same three questions. And the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? <laughs> um, I'll listen to a little bit of everything. I hate to say it. I'm probably yours. <laughs> I, I know it sounds bad, but I um, I grew up, in a household that loved music. And so my parents were really into, you know, Motown and R&B. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, one of my favorite bands is, you know, is the OJs. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I like, you know, there's, I'll put on the OJs a lot just to work. Of course, you know, I, I, um, I like, you know, classical music, but, um, to listen to and just kind of be able to use that as study time and focus time. But mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I'm your stereotypical guy. I can listen to just about everything. So gotcha. No, that's that's legit. That's that's who you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. So next signature bar question is: What book or books are you currently reading? Yeah, I um. Well, right now I am currently pursuing my doctorate in ministry at the master seminary and yeah with steve lawson who leads that program and i just started this back uh, this this past january a couple of weeks ago and i will admit right now my reading is basically just school books and so Mm -hmm. currently what i've got in front of me is uh, the pastor theologian uh, reader resurrecting an ancient vision and that's by uh you know todd wilson and i cannot pronounce his last name but um gerald heiston i may pronounce him that wrong but i'm reading that one right now delighting in the trinity by michael reeves i'm reading right now 
it's on my desk as we speak, and and then I'm reading um, Trinity in the Bible, uh, Theological Interpretation by Scott Swain. So I've got a whole stack for school that I'm reading, and so those are the three that are on my desk, and I'm currently going through. But for devotion and, you know, reading, you know, for me to be, of course, school is feeding me, but just aside of that, I'm also reading, through, I'm only on the first couple pages, but uh, A Body of Divinity by Thomas Watson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that one, I mean, I'm not even 35, let's see, yeah, barely 40 pages in, and um, I've been reading about a page or two, maybe more, in my devotion. Um, and uh, I don't know, that, you know, Steve Lawson said that was one of his favorite books, and I can see why. Right. Um, um, but that one's on my desk as well. And this is just because Grant and I have been talking about it the last couple of weeks. I read it almost a year ago, but I picked it back up again just to read it. But it's Classical Apologetics by R.C. Sproul and John Gersher. Um, mm-hmm. So right now, those are my two, I guess, maybe fun books. <laughs> That's the right way Got to it. say it. <laughs> right, right. So That's right. That's cool, man. All right. Last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Yeah, so not because I'm on your podcast, but I've listened to yours. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, yep, I really do. Um and I've been listening right now I listen to I would say daily, but I would say at least once or at least two or three times a week is Truth for Life, Alistair Begg. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening to Steve Lawson's one passion, or excuse me, his men's study, um, that he does there at Herb's coffee shop. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, maybe I'm old fashioned, but I've been watching, I've been listening to it on my computer versus podcast. I'm not sure if that counts. It counts. But, yeah. But right now that's, that's the one I've been listening to. Um, and, but those are the, right now those are the three. And then, um, of course, uh, always have grace to you subscribed mm-hmm. and and right now those are the ones i've i've been listening to pretty heavily the last couple of months who cool deal that's a good list yeah all right brother well listen i appreciate you uh coming on the show um definitely thank you uh for taking time out of your busy day and uh i always like to kind of give my guests an opportunity to close this out uh, anything you want to announce or any words of encouragement, um, you can do that right here. Tell them your Twitter handle, all of that. You can do it right here. Yeah. Well, thanks again for the time. And, you know, for those who are looking for in the Raleigh area, just solid biblical teaching and, and you know, just for community, gospel-centered community and really just a body of faith that is committed to the word and you know, please join us on Sundays, Capital Community Church. Look at us online or Capcom Church on Twitter. You can find more information about our church and what we're doing here. And, you know, we would love for anybody in the Raleigh area or Raleigh-Durham area, I guess I should say, to come check us out. And like I said earlier. Yeah, that's right. In the RDU area. Um, come check us out. We're downtown Raleigh. But we really are a truth church and being centered on the word of God and just Grant's teaching right now through John 5, and so we are going verse by verse through the Gospel of John, 
And so come join us. And um, you can, I'm not big on social media, but you can check me out at kejones719. That's my Twitter handle. And, and every now and then I'll maybe tweet something out, but I'm not much on the, uh, on the Twitter like I should be. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but no, I, gotcha. I just, I just, I just want to say this. Thanks for your podcast and your faithfulness. Something like you said earlier is I think are, I think people are just hungry for truth. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate your ministry, Dwayne, just to be able to, you know, bring guys from all across, you know, really the nation to be able to just talk about how faithful and, you know, gracious our Lord is. And that's something Grant and I have been really just seeing over the last couple of months, how people are, they're craving biblical truth. Mm -hmm. They're craving, you know, to worship a holy God and not to be, you know, confused or have other distractions in their life. They just want, you know, we are trying every Sunday in all in our ministries for people to have, as we like to say, big God theology. Yes. And to see how big and, majestic and glorious God is. And so that's what we're trying to do at Capitol. And and so for those maybe who can't see us in person, check us out online, our sermons, um, um, other resources available as well. But I appreciate your, your ministry of getting guys out there to, you know, just being faithful. As Alistair Beck says, you know, the guys that are still staying on the horse. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, so I, I appreciate it. No doubt, no doubt. I call it the, the guys in the trenches, man. They don't. That's right. <laughs> they don't. They don't get the platforms or the book deals, uh, but they're they're still doing guys' work, man. And I Amen. have much love and respect for that. So thank you again, bro. Uh, to the bar listeners, thank you guys for tuning into the Bar Podcast, your favorite podcast. Make sure you check us out every Tuesday. Go to thebarpodcast.com. Also, go to thebargear.com. We still got bar gear. Check that out. Get some bar gear and rep us. Uh, until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are out.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.